Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. I thank God that we're able to be together this morning to start our day in prayer. Today is Thursday, and this is now the season after Pentecost. Today we continue to read 2 Corinthians. Please feel free to share any questions or insights uh, that come to you this week. Drop me an email at pastorjim2006 at icloud.com. And now we begin our prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. You have been born anew through the abiding word of God. A reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 4. For this reason, since we have this work entrusted to us in accordance with the mercy we have received, we don't lose heart. On the contrary, we have renounced the secret things that make people ashamed. We don't use tricks. We don't falsify God's word. Rather, we speak the truth openly and recommend ourselves to everybody's conscience in the presence of God. However, if our gospel still remains veiled, it is veiled for people who are perishing. What's happening there is that the God of this world has blinded the mind of unbelievers so that they won't see the light of the gospel, of the glory, of the Messiah, who is God's image. We don't proclaim ourselves, you see, but Jesus, the Messiah, as Lord, and ourselves as your servants because of Jesus, because the God who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to produce the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus the Messiah. But we have this treasure in earthenware pots so that the extraordinary quality of the power may belong to God and not to us. We are under all kinds of pressure, but we are not crushed completely. We are at a loss, but not at our wit's end. We are persecuted, but not abandoned. We are cast down, but not destroyed. We always carry the deadness of Christ about in the body, so that the life of Jesus may be revealed in our body. Although we are still alive, you see, we are always being given over to death because of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may be revealed in our mortal humanity. So this is how it is. Death is at work in us, but life in you. We have the same spirit of faith as you see in what is written. I believe, and so I spoke. We too believe, and so we speak, because we know that the God who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us with Jesus and present us with you. 
It's all because of you, you see. The aim is that as grace abounds through the thanksgiving of more and more people, it will overflow to God's glory. For this reason, we do not lose heart. Even if our outer humanity is decaying, our inner humanity is being renewed day by day. This slight momentary trouble of ours is working to produce a weight of glory passing and surpassing everything, lasting forever. For we don't look at the things that can be seen, but at the things that can't be seen. After all, the things you can see are here today and gone tomorrow, but the things you can't see are everlasting. I wonder if you've ever regularly watched or listened to a television or radio preacher. There's been a lot over the years. Some have been absolutely dazzling, excellent speakers. Some are also some very attractive people. Some have magnetic, charismatic personalities. And some seem to have this power in their speaking and their actions that can grab and hold the attention of an entire arena full of people and keep them mesmerized and on the edge of their seat to see what is going to happen next or tuning in next week. There's always a price to pay for that kind of notoriety, though. The first is that in order to remain both recognizable and financially viable, you have to promote yourself. There's no way to get around that. And the more you have to promote yourself, the more likely you are to believe your own hype. And the more you promote yourself and find patrons who will take care of you and back you, uh, the more you are answerable to them. And that leads us to another, maybe higher price the celebrity preacher must pay. Their greatness often outshines the light of the glory of God. They stand in the middle of the stage and people stand in awe of them. And when the spotlight's on them, the people have no way of seeing Jesus anymore. From what we can guess from Paul's line of argument in this chapter, the Corinthians have been more impressed with the charisma, elegance, eloquence, attractive appearance of other preachers than they are with Paul. Paul's defense of his own ministry is basically, so what if I look like I do, if I speak like I speak, if I have suffered what I have suffered, if I am seemingly crushed or on the verge of death, and all those things next to me, then shouldn't the light of the glory of God in Christ Jesus shine all the more brighter? And what's more, you Corinthians can be all the more convinced that the Spirit has been at work in you because what they know isn't because of Paul's own power. That's not why they've come to faith. They haven't been swept up under the spell of his appearance or his smooth way of talking or his, his glittering, uh, attractive charisma. But it has been the power of the message of the gospel itself, the spirit at work in him. Paul is the captive and slave who is paraded around at the front of a triumphal procession by the King Jesus. We might look in horror at Paul, but we are awed by the glory of Christ. Paul is the cracked earthenware pot through which the light of the lamp shines out all the more through the cracks. We notice the light that fills our darkness, that shines on us, and not the broken pot. What seems lacking and weak in Paul is more than made up for the power of Jesus himself. And by the way, that is the intention. What is death in Paul becomes life for others because they can see Christ crucified and risen for them. 
And because the goal of the gospel is that you might have faith in Jesus Christ, the most effective preacher is the one that directs you to Jesus and not to the preacher. The allegiance is to Christ. The messenger introduces you to the king, and when that happens, the messenger steps aside, and that is what Paul is working for in Corinth. And he is writing to be reconciled with them so that in that process they might be actually reconciled to Christ Jesus, the one that Paul served so faithfully. The same, of course, is true for us. We want people to fall in love with Jesus, not with us. So all those excuses, all those fears and weaknesses, all those things that we're ashamed of about ourselves, the way we get tongue-tied, the way we, we, we have a hard time looking people in the eye, the fear and trembling that comes over us, all those things that we think should keep us from inviting others to faith in Christ in truth, those are your strengths. What would be so bad if after an encounter with us, people said, if Jesus could love that person, then I'm sure Jesus can love me. So don't worry if your life is a mess. It might just be that the mess you are shows people how glorious Jesus is and also how we will be when Jesus comes again, not because of our own power or our own dazzling abilities, but because of him and him alone. Amen. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, and to show mercy to our forebears, to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness in the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the gift of relationship with others, for the communion of faith in your church, and for your love for us as we are. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for those who are sick, for those who are afflicted, for the oppressed, and for those who are mourning. We pray for those who care for the ill, who work for the freedom of the oppressed, for those who are accompanying and soothing and bringing healing to the afflicted, and to those who provide comfort and consolation to the grieving and mourning. 
We pray for those who govern the nations of the world that they might do so with justice and love and for the welfare of their people. We pray for peoples and countries that are ravaged by strife or warfare, that they might know the healing power of your peace for all who are working to bring peace and international harmony, for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction, and for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, that it persevere always in love, and that though it is broken or afflicted, it might never know, it might know, and it might witness to the world that we are not abandoned, that we might shine your glory all the more brighter. For what else and for who else do we pray today? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power, that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. And the blessing of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness, be of good courage, hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil, strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted, honor all people, love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.